Thank you, Chairman Schatz. Uh, <clears throat> good afternoon. My name is Dr. Patrick Rock. I'm a member of the Leech Lake Band of Ojibwe. I serve as a CEO and uh, healthcare provider at the Indian Health Board in Minneapolis. We are also a member of the National Council for Indian Health. Let me start by saying thank you for the opportunity to testify on a bipartisan Urban Indian Health Confer Act, H.R. 5221, which passed by an overwhelming majority of 406 votes last November. I would also like to applaud two leaders of this committee, Senators Tina Smith and James Langford, for their bipartisan introduction of the identical companion legislation, S-4323. This legislation would require agencies and offices within the Department of Health and Human Services to discuss important policies related to health care for urban Indians and with Indian health organizations. As a background, there, uh, through the Indian Health Care Improvement Act, the Indian Health Service has a legal obligation to confer with UIOs, which is an essential tool used to ensure access to health services for Native people. Unfortunately, HHS has interpreted it to mean that only IHS has the requirements to confer with UIOs. It is crucial to patient care that HHS and all agencies it operates establishes a formal confer process. We would like to adhere to the phrase, no policies about us without us. A clear communication pathway between federal health agencies and UIOs is imperative, especially during the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic that has disproportionately impacted natives. This pandemic has demonstrated that a lack of, of a conferred policy uh, can result in missed opportunities for awareness and information provided to UIOs regarding native health care, which would otherwise be avoided through confer process. For instance, key information regarding vaccine distributions for the initial COVID-19 vaccine rollout was miscommunicated and created unnecessary hardship. HHS initially only directed tribal programs, which we are not considered to be, to choose a vaccine distribution program, and it was unclear if UIOs needed to decide between receiving vaccines through their state or, or IHS. In fact, due to the uncertainty around federal decisions, my clinic decided to receive vaccines through our state. However, many UIOs, unlike mine, ex experienced delayed rollout because the federal government was not prepared to distribute vaccines to, uh, through our clinics. At the House hearing on this bill, IHS confirmed on the record that a lack of conferred policy delayed patient access to vaccines. Urban Confer would also help with implementation of 100% federal medical assistance percentage for services provided to Medicaid beneficiaries of UIOs. Last year, Congress authorized this for two years in, in the American Rescue Plan Act with the intent to increase financial resources for UIOs. But over a year later, our clinics are still not receiving any financial benefit from 100% FMAP through increased reimbursement rates. An urban, an, an urban confer policy across HHS agencies, including CMS, would be instrumental in ensuring that obstacles relating to programs and benefits that directly affect UIOs are addressed quickly so UIOs are better equipped to provide health care to their patients. Support for urban confer is strong in Indian country. In fact, two years ago, the National Con Congress of American Indians passed a resolution calling for urban confer policy across HHS departments. It is important to note that urban confer policies do not supplant or otherwise impact tribal consultation 
uh, and the government-to-government relationship between tribes and federal agencies. Further, we have support from the administration and bipartisan support from Congress. As such, we urge swift passage of this bill to improve health care delivery to Native patients who do not reside on reservations. We must move past the notion that only IHS has a trust obligation to Native people, as the federal government as a whole has a responsibility to provide health care for all Native people. Thank you for the opportunity to speak on this important issue. I have provided written testimony to the committee. I am happy to answer any questions.